Kia ora tātou. this is the blog post from the 3rd of June 2021. It's probably not in your best interest to be a catalyst for change. That is, if your best interests are to be happy every day, to be content with life and free from conflict. Being a catalyst for change, initiating change and leading that change is not in your best interest because affecting change comes at a price. It'll demand radical responsibility and accountability like you've never known it before. You'll be criticised and crucified in public and in private and betrayed and let down by even the most unlikely of suspects. It's hard work on all the layers. So why would anyone do it? Why would you volunteer yourself to be in that position? Why would you pursue change when you could just carry on with how things are? Relationship-wise, work-wise, health-wise, community well-being-wise, etc. I mean, our situation may not be great, and we probably deserve better, but shouldn't we just be grateful for what we have? If you're making moves, what you're doing often exposes to others what they're not doing and where they're inadequate. And depending on the person, they might take that out on you and make it your problem to deal with. It even exposes you and gives others the license to sift through your life and find any little fault to justify why you're not the right fit. Maybe some fake IDs in there, um, but hopefully you know what I mean by that and I'll expand on that afterwards. (laughs) So why do we still pursue change? Even if we never take action, there's still a thought, still a curiosity that won't let up. A seed that, true to its nature, continuously reaches for the light. That is our nature, to seek out the light. Mai te kore ki te po ki te ao From the potential and infinite darkness to the world of light. We're only here today because our tupuna, our ancestors, Tiratua, the elements or the gods, dared to be agents of change and separate the old world they knew in favour of an unknown one they did not. Because our tupuna dared to venture out further than any others had before them. Because individuals who decided collective advancement was a worthy price to pay and so made a decision to dedicate their lives to it, come what may. So yeah, it's probably not in your best interest to be a catalyst for change. You'll meet resistance internally and externally. It'll test your capacity and commitment to the vision you have. It'll test relationships and character. And you will feel isolated at times. Probably a lot of the time. And still, I encourage you to be that catalyst. You've come too far not to go further. You've done too much not to do more. Quote by Tahemi Henare. Keep in mind the you in this whakatauaki isn't just referring to you as the individual either. Tēnā tātou, hana. Oh, I really like this one. I enjoyed writing this and a bit of reverse psychology with the title there that it's probably not in your best interest to be a catalyst for change. <laughs> I'm sure a few people were like, huh? No, wait, what? we have to change and I wrote this to try and process how I was feeling and to express the thoughts I was having because there was something going on in my personal life where someone was being attacked who was really close to me who embodies this 
in pretty much every aspect of their life. And I'm not going to get into it in too much detail because that relationship means a lot to me. But everything I said in this post is what was happening to them. And I always find myself asking that question, like, why do people do that? You know, people who are catalysts for change or agents of change, especially on the biggest scale, why do they do that? Why do they put themselves out there when they just get knocked down all the time? Especially if you know the person and you know their intentions are pure, they're doing it for the betterment of their people, or for like a great humble cause and all these amazing things, yet people are just tearing them down. It's like, ah, why do you do it? The people don't even want it. (laughs) And so this is my attempt to process that and try come at it from a whakapapa, from a tupuna matauranga perspective as well. And so tying it back to the fact that it's in our nature to do so. It's in our nature to seek out the light from the beginning of time, mai te kore ki te po ki te marama, from the potential to the world of light, from the potential and infinite darkness, especially in those moments where people are being criticized for what feels like forever, like the waves just don't stop coming um, until eventually the storm passes and we come into the world of light. It's what our tupuna have done and that potential lives on in us and so it's in our nature to do the same thing. And so I wanted to address that so I could make peace with myself and what was happening to this person um, that I really cared about. And then also wanted to address that even if it's not on that scale, even if it's on a very intimate, private, personal level, being a catalyst for change in our own lives. Maybe we've had enough of how things are and we want something different for ourselves. I think there were a few examples in here, relationship-wise, work-wise, health-wise, well-being, what are some others, financially, headspace, mindset, could be anything. Maybe we want to change how we're doing things. The same things still apply. We still get criticized by other people. That kōrero still rages on inside our own minds. Like, oh, why are you trying to change? Who are you trying to be? Or do you think you're better than who you were? Or even some people, which annoys the heck out of me. They're like, oh, you think you're better than us. Why you want to change? Like people put you into a box and then you, you're not allowed to change it if you want. Like for your own benefit or for your own well-being. <laughs> Or if you've changed your mind and you have different goals. (laughs) So you still get crucified either way. It doesn't matter what level of change you're affecting. Whether it's for you, yourself on a personal level, on a whānau level. The circles outside of that until your, um, say, hapū, iwi, community, collective, regional, national, global level. doesn't matter. (laughs) Those same... Ah, namu namu, I want to call them like mosquitoes. (laughs) They're still there biting you, wanting a piece. And I love this whakatauaki, baitahi mihenare. You have come too far not to go further. You have done too much not to do more. And then a little reminder there that you doesn't just mean you, the individual. You know, you, your whakapapa line, everyone who's come before you have come too far not to go further. You, 
your fuck up up line have done too much not to do more because there's always more to do. We've got the other direction of whakapapa to think about and lay foundations for and prepare for uh, for when their time comes as well. So such a beautiful kōrero, really glad I found that and was able to tie that into our whakaro. But enjoyed this post, I think it was uh, bringing that tempo back up from the last one. And so I hope you enjoyed it as well. As always, let me know what you think um, in the comments. Send me a message on Instagram. And I love receiving the feedback or that you listen to the podcast because when I record these, it's just me with the audio recording software reading the blog post and I kind of go into my own world as I read and as I try to think about the mindset I was in when I was writing the post and all the other things that came up with it as well and so I kind of get taken away into my own world and so it's cool to hear how you engage with it or how you engage with the kōrero and interpret it and make it your own as well so really appreciate everyone who sent their whakaro through I will catch you on the next episode hey kōna